0: Hello everybody and welcome back I lost so much as a child I mean not just material things when we left the country and moved to the city um, I had to leave my friends behind it was so abrupt when we left, it was just like, where did she go? You know, I have since talked to a lot of my old classmates from back then. Um, because I school started earlier down there than it did in the city. So, I kind of started school twice. <laughs> but... um It was crazy because nobody really knew what had happened. People had ideas and thoughts. I ended up seeing them later when I was in the military and they were in college. I was able to actually go visit some of them, um, which was nice. But for the most part, I just think back at the things that I had developed, friendships, and everything, which is, I mean, by far, I would say I was real quiet, and you know, I got picked on a lot, <laughs> um, light skin was definitely not in when I was a kid, <laughs> and um, I got picked on a lot, I got called Beetlejuice and ugly, and my mom dressed me like a young girl, so Despite what I was going through each night of my life She made sure I stayed in a child's place And, um A lot of my friends You know, they, they dressed a little differently than I did They accentuated their curves and showed them You know And, um When we, uh left and came to the city, I think that was like the first time that I really, you know, even had boys, I mean, obviously, the boys that were picking on me in the country liked me too, but they just had a crazy way of showing it, but (laughs) the boys in the city, oh, they, you know, they did it, they showed me in a different way. You know, they start calling me Red. I remember the first time, this guy this guy was walking down the street. And he was like, hey, Red, hey, Red. And I looked at him, and I was just like, um, that's not my name. <laughs> it was so funny. He was just like, duh, <laughs> your skin tone. But I was just like, oh, whatever. And I remember um, starting school over again in the city, and um, by the time my mom had let my stepfather come back, I kind of had established myself. I was still quiet, though, you know, um, I was still pretty much to myself, and I remember as a high school graduate. A lot of my friends said that I always seemed mean. And um, I don't think I was mean. I had just been through a lot and it was hard to explain. It was hard to explain, you know, getting beat up, molested, raped. Um, not just raped, but I mean like <sighs> brutally sexually Abused, you know. And, um. It was crazy just trying to be normal. It was hard to be normal. Especially with my mother being so religious. There were so many things I couldn't do. Growing up. I couldn't watch Showtime at the Apollo. Um. The Simpsons. Like, none of the shows, really. I grew up watching... (laughs) my three sons little house on the prairie and basketball and football like i watched shows like that plus sports and that was pretty much my life i tried to sneak and listen to music sometimes but i was never really able to master that you know because um, at first when um When she was home, I was home. I could listen to the radio when she wasn't home, though. I did do that. But it's different when you listen to something every day as opposed to just once in a while. Because I still had homework to do. still had obligations and what have you. So, um, I missed out. That's why to this day, even though I, I sing... I don't know the words to a lot of songs from back in the day <laughs> i think that's why i love karaoke because it's like oh i know the metal, the melody you know but um i don't know the words you know so i would always love to go to karaoke as an adult to this day love it but um anyways um so now we'll go into after my stepfather left and kind of just discuss how life was for me, which um, boys like me, you know. I tried to kind of venture out and have a boyfriend or guy friend. My mama really didn't want me to have a boyfriend. She would kind of do this thing where It was okay for me to date, but I couldn't have a boyfriend, you know? And, um... Like, say I went to the movies with one guy, and another guy called. She would just straight up tell him, Oh, she went to the movies with such and such. I'll tell her to call you when she gets home. (laughs) (laughs) Just messing up everything. So, I learned early, to be honest, with the guys and the people I was involved with. Um... I will tell you this, oh my gosh, when I was about eight, and this should have been a real big clue to my mom that something was going on, there was this girl, uh, she was, see, her mom was friends with my mom, or her dad was friends with my stepdad, or maybe it was both. Either way, somebody met somebody, and then, you know, we started hanging out and so this girl spent the night one night and um growing up around a lot of boys like all of my mom's friends who, who we would stay with except for like my aunts of course but um, all of my mom's friends had boys so you know i grew up playing super mario brothers and mortal kombat and um what's oh, the game of the basketball we get the afro Oh, the it called Arch Rivals or something? Anyways, I grew up playing video games. I grew up um, climbing trees, running around on the beach with my shirt off. <laughs> I was a bit of a tomboy. Anyways, and but the boys, they would always want to play these games with me. These games, you know, show me yours, I'll show you mine. And... Honestly, it was like, I just had this thought in my mind, like, I guess this is what you do with all boys. All male species want to see my boobs, but I didn't really have any, you know, as a kid. But it was just like, okay, why do you, why do you guys like to see girls' bodies all the time? And I couldn't wrap my head around it, but sure enough, as soon as this girl spent the night we were trying to figure out what to do and in my head my uh messed up in the brain head of a child I (laughs) was like let's play show me yours I'll show you mine and I actually started to do to her what my stepfather would do to me as far as the chest area would go and um my mom walked in on us and it was crazy she was like oh the devil's in my child and all of these things instead of saying somebody must be showing her this it was the devil it was the devil in me and um i never saw that girl again (laughs) never saw that girl again but I would definitely say that was my first lesbian experience, for sure, at eight. And it's funny, because I look at my daughter now, and I'm just like, Lord, it's time to have that talk. And if I, you know, she was like, you think so? And I'm like, hell yeah, it is time, baby. It is time to have the talk. <sighs> but um, anyways... I, um, let's see what else, okay, in high school, junior high, well, actually, let me go to the traumatic experience, there was this girl, how many, how much longer do I have to talk, oh, we're good, okay, there was this girl that, um, had kind of taken me under her wing, and she called me, uh, her goddaughter, my cousin and myself actually we were both her goddaughters so my cousin was my cousin and she was also my god sister and um I had two other godmothers actually three my mom's friend was also one of my godmothers but I never saw her and then I had a godmother at church that I saw a lot of and then one of my mom's other friends she became my godmother and then I had the lady that I'm speaking of right now um and she wasn't that much older than me, which was the cute thing. But I was so, you know, wet behind the ears, milk on, the, milk on my, on my breath, as I said. I was very not into the things that the kids around me were into. And so she was like, "Oh, she's innocent. I'm gonna keep her that way. I'm gonna make sure she does the right things and all of this good stuff." And so she was my godmother, one of them, you know, and um, I loved her. Oh, my God, I say loved. I still do love her. She passed away, unfortunately, to suicide, but um, her memory still rings on. And um, I know she encouraged me throughout these times to just overcome and conquer and not let anything hold me back so i tell this story uh she had a young friend she went to school with me and this girl started i kind of befriended this girl we started hanging out and um the girl had a kid i think she was about 16 i was 14 or was i 13 my stepfather had left i had to be 13 14 um, some of the I can one one thing I will say in this era of the Me Too, it is so hard to remember all the details, but it is never difficult or hard to forget the actual traumatic experience. You remember everything about that part. You might forget what color shirt you had on or whatever, but you remember other stuff um, I actually kind of remember what I had on, I remember I had on this purple shirt and these Daisy Dukes, they were like purple and white polka dots on the bottom of the, of the shorts, like a ruffle, and they weren't tight, my mom didn't let me wear tight clothes, so they weren't really Daisy Dukes like they should have been, but, you know, they were appropriate (laughs) for me to wear outside, and, um, I used to go to the mall a lot, I would, um, You know, go find something cute to wear for school, um, on the weekend or whatever. And um, this girl and I, she would go with me once in a while, but I went every weekend. So, I would mostly go by myself because um, it was just my thing to do. To this day, um, retail therapy is great for me. It's one of my favorite things to do, especially when I'm doing it for somebody else. I love buying gifts and helping other people shop and things like that anyways this girl was on crack and I did not know it was not aware whatsoever I just knew she had a bad living situation and I would get my mom to help with diapers and other things and when the holidays came around I would make sure we had something under the tree for her and the baby and um I guess it was this one point where she didn't have any money and she was feeding and um, we went to the mall. She like, she wanted to go with me. I was like, cool. She met me up there, I believe. And um, she had the baby in the stroller. This was back in the pager day, you know, and I remember it was time to leave. I always caught the last bus home because I would just stay at the mall all day. And it was time to leave. It was time to catch the bus. And she was like, Oh, I left my pager somewhere. Now, mind you, I'd never seen her take out her pager. I'd never really seen this pager disappear uh, from her presence. But I was like, Okay. So I stood by the payphones in the mall and while she went and looked for this pager. And um, I could see the bus. The last bus came and went. And by the time she came back, of course, the only option for me was to walk about a good eight ten minute walk to catch another bus that would give me another straight shot to my to my house. And um, so we're walking outside. She says she needs to make a phone call. She makes this phone call, and this thing I know we're coming outside, walking through the parking lot. She's walking real slow, and I'm just like, "Girl, come on, ready to go? You know, ready to? I'm ready to go home." you know and um, the this car pulled up it was a two door car rims dark boy tent I mean it was so dark you couldn't even see who was in the car let alone see out of it which I experienced as well so the car pulls up run the road's down there's three guys in the car and they're like hey she knows them you know and she said, like, oh, they'll take us home. And I'm looking at her like, I ain't getting a call, Them, I don't know them. You know, that's what I... am just looking at her like... Maybe I never really told her what I've been through as a child. But you should never just put somebody in a situation that they don't want to be in. You know, but like I said again, I didn't know she was on crack, you know. So, I didn't want to get in the car. And um, I will say that... Trauma can cause you to relapse. And the tone that one of these guys kept using with me constantly made me kind of nut up or punk out, if you will. And um, I remember he said, we're going to take y'all home. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to walk. Get in the car. I remember he said it was such force, such depth in his tone that I... It's like, okay, let me just uh, pull this seat back a little bit, you know, because um, it was a two-door. So it was like you had to, like, you know, pop the seat, the front seat up in order to get in the back seat. So now, mind you, I'm sitting behind the driver. Um, this guy is in the middle of the guy, and then she's on the other side of him. So I can't talk to her and really say I'm scared. I don't want to be in this car. I just kind of had to sit there and and ride they were talking and stuff and i was just looking out the window trying to see like where are we going like do they know where she stays are they taking me home first i had all these questions in my head and um we ended up going somewhere like to this day i don't know where i was at i just knew i wasn't in my neighborhood we got to this house we pulled up in the yard it was like a duplex type house Um, we walked in there was no the power didn't, well the power worked but like there were no lights and um, the TV was on like a static channel, the furniture I was pretty much in a crack house but I didn't really know I knew like somebody stayed there you could tell somebody stayed there but what I didn't realize was that this was gonna be one of the worst 24 hours of my life I'll tell you more about it later until then peace